Welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm joined by Stephen A. Smith. So you were you were um named 2019 ambassador of HBCU week. How was that experience for you? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I didn't um I didn't anticipate that it would be as successful as it was. You know, as an HBCU grad, I went to Salem State University. Um, I was just trying to give back, just trying to put myself going, knowing I could go to ESPN, knowing that I could get them uh, to do first take live from the event. Uh, generating scholarships and educational opportunities uh, for those particularly from disenfranchised communities who may not otherwise be able to afford college. Um, I people as I can, and it seems like we pulled that off uh, to some degree that we're still pulling it off, and I'm incredibly excited about it and proud of it. Yes, I got to tell you, watching this, the first Take Live taping was crazy. I was on the floor with y'all while y'all were taping it, seeing all you guys interact, you, Max, and Holly, it was crazy. So how's your experience with the ESPN? And first take. I'm, I'm enjoying it. We're winning. And that's really what the <laughs> bottom line is for me. Um, I don't enjoy losing. And so that's not what we're doing. Exactly. Um, when we look at what we're doing right now, what we've been for to accomplish, uh, we're number one in all of television, cable and broadcasting from 10 a.m. to noon. Right. Uh, during those two hours, we're number one in every uh, major demographic and what have you. And so I'm incredibly proud of that. Uh, we've been doing our thing. We just got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And we, we are about to embark on an NBA season that I haven't looked this forward to in, in maybe 20 years. I mean, this season right here with all the teams and all the competitiveness that exists, I mean, this, is, this, is, this has the potential to be just a surreal season. So I'm really, really happy about that. And, you know, we go from there. Yeah, this season is wide open, more open than it has been in years. You went on record and said that you think the um, Sixers are going to win the title? I said the Sixers are going to going the to the finals. I'm sorry, going to the finals. Yes, I said the Sixers are going to the finals. I did not say they would win it. Um, I think the Lakers and the Clippers are the two teams in the in the NBA. Right. Uh, I think the Clippers are the better team, um, but I think that when you, I think they're too deep at every position, and obviously exceptionally well coached by Doc Rivers. Right. But I think when you look at the Los Angeles Lakers. You haven't seen two superstars of this magnitude, LeBron like and, and 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 LeBron James, with their size right. and their ability to go with that size. How are you going to match up with that? And unlike any other sport, in the sport of basketball, if you got two stars right. that can do it like that, you know you could do some things. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think the Clippers are in there also because we just had Patrick Beverly on tape working out in the beach in Timberlands. <laughs> so he's going to bring defensive intensity, as he always does. And with Kawhi and Paul George, I believe they're going to get the Lakers a run. It's going to, I think it's going to be a one-two show in the West with those two. Well, the Clippers are too deep at every position, and I think that how are you going to score on them? Considering Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, right. um, Montrell Harrell, I mean, when you look at some of the pieces and the components that they have available to right. them, there is no doubt that it's going to be very, very difficult for anybody to score on them. Exactly. And I think that's the thing you got to watch out for most with them. They can really defend. Right. And we have the Nets. The Nets, we have, of course, we have Kyrie, but we know KD is out for the season. Some people had him coming back this season, but I think it's best if you wait because we all know we had that scare over at Golden State and you heard yourself rushing back. But I think Kyrie's going to put on the show. But I think, um, then we had the Bucks over there, Giannis. I think they're going to be a um, problem for the um, for the Sixers also. But we're going to see this season. This season. Well, 
that's your opinion. You entitled to it. Um, I think them losing. <laughs> I think them losing Brogdon. I think them losing Nila Sova. Um, I think that they're going to take a step back. They'll make the playoffs. And Giannis right. is going to up his game. Yeah. But how good they're going to be collectively, I don't know. I'm not going to underestimate Budenholzer because he's a hell of a coach. Right. But do I think that they're going to come out of the East? No. I think Boston's a better perimeter shooting team. Um, but do they have the horses? No. And I right. think the biggest reason, the biggest reason I picked the Sixers to come out of the East right. is because Boston lost Al Horford to the Sixers. Yeah, he gave Joe Embiid fits on defense also. Right. So I'm just looking at it from that standpoint, and I'm like, you know, this is what I feel. But, you know, again, the games have to be played. Right. Injuries do occur, and other stupid nonsense ends up happening from time to time that can derail a team's hopes right. and prospects for a championship run. So we'll have to wait and see. Right. Who do you th- who's your MVP pick early, early MVP pick? If you had to pick LeBron. one. LeBron. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's going to come back on a mission. The Lakers missed the playoffs for now six straight years now, I believe. Yeah, six straight years, yes. Yeah, six straight years. So you um, you started your career at Winston-Salem Journal. I was an intern in college at the Winston-Salem Journal, the Winston-Salem Chronicle, okay. Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Right. I started off my I started off my career at the New York Daily News. Okay. As a high school as a high school reporter, and then I went to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Okay. Where you covered AI for years. <laughs> I was yeah, I covered him for his, I covered him for the first ten years of his career. Right. So how was that ride with him? Well, he made me a star because covering him, he was always in the news, and he was such an enigmatic and mercurial figure that everybody wanted to read about him, they wanted to hear about him, they wanted to watch news about him, right. and I was the number one reporter on him, and so because of that the world knew who I was because I was covering AI. Right. If I was covering Tim Duncan, if I was covering uh, Vince Carter or somebody, it wouldn't have been like that. But right. because I was covering AI, everyone knew who I was. Right. Do you ever stop and look back at your career from Winston State, well, Winston-Salem State up until now, look at all you've done? Like to take a look um, back. I look at it from only from this standpoint. I mean, I'm proud of the people that helped me get to where I am because I certainly didn't get here by myself. Right. Um, I can give you, you know, from Terry Oberly and 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 Steve Mann and others from Winston from the Winston Salem Journal. Right. Uh, to to uh, Kevin Whitmer and Leon Carter at the New York Daily News, to Mike Bruton and Asel Moore at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, to to Steve Anderson, who was at CNN SI, to uh, uh, Steve uh, Tello, who was at Fox Sports, and Kevin Frazier for Entertainment Tonight, who was at Fox Sports with me at that time. That's my brother. That's my man. Right. Um, and Jim Rohn was there doing the last word at the time. He was very instrumental and helpful in my career. George Greenberg was a former executive at Fox. He was great to me, <clears throat> excuse me, as well. And then, you know, and and then Ed Gorin and all of those guys, um, and, and, you know, just and David Hill, the boss there, and then to come to ESPN and, and, and to have legends like the late Stuart Scott, John Saunders, and others. Right. There's so many people that helped me get to where I am. So when I look back, I think about those people. Right. And, and even with the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, not just Mike Bruton and um, – not just Mike Bruton and uh, – Asa Moore, 
uh, but you know, you just had uh, just a whole bunch of uh, uh, you know Robert Rosenthal and Phil Dixon and others that helped me. Right. And you go, you know, you you think back to the people who helped you, and then right. you take it a step further on a personal level. You think about how poor you were back then. Okay. When I was writing, you know, for the Greensboro News and Record in Archdale, North Carolina. Actually, before I started off at the New York Daily News, okay. as a writer, I, I was an editorial assistant at the Greensboro News and Records High Point Bureau, and I was living in Archdale, North Carolina. I was making 15000 a year. I was living off of tuna fish and Kool-Aid, um, and I was doing those work, that, that editorial assistant work, from 8.30 to uh, 6 every day, and then from... Six from seven p.m. to midnight, I was covering high school sports for free. So when I think about when I harken back to my life, right. I think about those sacrifices that I made, and that's why at least once a year, I literally drive to North Carolina. Sometimes I fly into Greensboro and then drive. Right. Other times I drive all the way to New York, and I always, 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 every single year, at least once a year. I make a trip to High Point, North Carolina, just to go past that High Point Bureau office, right. all the way up Main Street in High Point to Archdale, North Carolina, and I go back to that complex that I was living in at the time, just to make sure I remember everything that I experienced, because it reminds me what I endured, it reminds me of my intestinal fortitude, and it also reminds me what I will never, ever go back to. Yeah, that's what's about reminiscing and looking back about everything that you've done. Uh, Steven, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Um, thank you for joining me so much, man. I enjoy talking to you. No problem, man. You take care of yourself. Appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Yes, that was Stephen A. Smith. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking to him. I'll catch you next week. <laughs>